Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord. Nelson, that is. gentlemen once again you know who it is it is yours truly the lord nelson that is from the podcast live and loud with the lord on the cms network with five royals entertainment and ladies and gentlemen i have some special guests all my guests are special and and as usual you know i've got to big them up and i've got to read a little something about them you know when i do my research I, i you know i just enjoy what i'm doing so I enjoy reading about these guys and getting to know them a little bit better. So, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest brings a sound that is massive with amazing sonics that bleeds profusely from the incredible musicianship with melodic and heartfelt lyrics that complements the orchestration perfectly. I love it. I love it. I'm telling you guys. The listener finds themselves engulfed in a pool of pleasure with an edge that has just enough bite that speaks to multiple genres with ease. I am honored to have them bless the shores of the Live and Loud with the Lord show with their presence. And without further ado, I now welcome Dark Remedy. Yeah. <laughs> What's going What's on? up, man? That, that was one heck of an intro. I'm over here fan of my own self. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to give you guys respect, man. There's no doubt about it, man. So, you know, we have Terry Parsons here. We have Stephen Miller here. And, and we're just going to have a good time, ladies and gentlemen. No doubt about it. So my first question, as always, is where are you guys from? So we started in in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Uh, Stephen's still up there, a little bit outside of Richmond, kind of in between Richmond and Williamsburg. I was in Virginia Beach. I'm down in Tampa now. And, uh, you know, Paul Crosby, our drummer, he's in Houston. Max is on the bass. He's also in Houston. Okay. But we're kind of all over the place. I got you. I got you. So, So Virginia... And I know uh, when I was with Stuck Bojo, we did a uh, show up in Virginia Beach, man, which was real cool. At uh, man, what was the place called? Uh, was it Vince's? I can't remember. But it was it was it was a great time. We had a great time up there. It was a great show, also. So, what's the best thing about being from Virginia up in that area? Oh man, well, I mean, I, I'm originally from Richmond, but I grew up in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and I used to always say that Virginia is one of those only states that like. If you want to go to the beach, we've got beach. If you right. want to go skiing, you can go skiing. Ah. In between, all in one state. Yeah, yeah, got you, got you. Steven, talk to me, man. So I've um, I've always lived here. Um, we uh, we moved here from New York in ni- 1997, and I've been oh. here ever since. And um, so Virginia's my home. I love it. Um, my second home away from home is uh, Pittsburgh. That's where my dad's family's from, and uh, my yeah, wife yeah, yeah, yeah. from there, and my <laughs> uh, my extended family's from there. Yeah. So um, I go to Pittsburgh very regularly to uh, see friends and family. So I've always been bouncing back and forth between the two, but um, but yeah, uh, Virginia is my home, and it always will be. Um, and like Carrie said, there, there's something for everybody. Um, so can't say enough good things. Well, well, I, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm from South Carolina and, and when you talk about the beaches and then we do have the mountains right up there at the top heading toward Greenville to Asheville in North Carolina. So I understand those things, man. I love South Carolina, too, man. You know, I love this East Coast over here. We've got something special over here, I believe. But I want to I want to say, Stephen, man, uh, you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and. I have a, I have some pats back there. You know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Most definitely. I didn't want to come full, you know with the hat and, and fan out like a lunatic, man. But it's all beautiful, man. Sometimes I just want to wear it every day. <laughs> but I'm definitely now a Steeler fan. <laughs> we are a, uh, a Steeler Nation household. We are a Pens household. Uh, yes, sir. I, uh, I go to a Pirates game any chance I get. 
I'm still going to call it Heinz Field. I don't care what they call it now. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's awesome, man. Yes, indeed. All right, guys. Listen, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I you know, I went, I went left for a moment, but I'm still a fan. I had to say that. So, <laughs> reading, reading, uh, your about information. Dark Remedy was conceived during the pandemic. Well, you know, Carrie and I talked a little bit before, but specifically, just say the rebranding of you guys. But there yeah. is way too much talent for you guys not to have a backstory. So. Please enlighten us, you know, as much as you'd like about what was going on in the world, in your world before, you know, with Dark Remedy. I'm sorry. Go on, please. Uh, yeah, so um, so for me, um, I've been doing music pretty much my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, I went to college at uh, Duquesne University, studied oh. music composition, and uh, I thought I was going to be doing like film scoring and video game music and that kind of stuff. And then one thing led to another and um, I got an internship with Dave Matthews band and I worked on his 2012 album away from the world. Wow. Uh, I was one of the pro tools editors um, for uh, one of the final phases of the album. And so that kind of got me into recording. And then that experience um, kind of inspired me to open up my own studio. And so um, I've been recording heavy metal bands all up and down the East coast for the past nine, 10 years now. And, um, I've had some other bands in the past, uh, you know, from death metal to sludge to metalcore. I've just been kind of doing it all. And then, um, around, what was it like 2016, 2017, I met Carrie. Mm -hmm. Um, he had his own band, Sinister X. Uh, he came to me as a client, and we've always been really cool working together. And that's kind of how we got started, um, you know, working together and stuff. And so when 2020 came around and um, no one wanted to come to the studio because everyone was uh, weird about doing stuff in person right, right. and the, all the venues shut down and, um, you know, his band wasn't playing shows, we decided to get together and write some songs. And one thing led to another. And then we started Dark Remedy. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, Carrie has a, a lot of backstory, too, with how he got into music, but that's kind of the Cliff Notes version for me. I just um, really passionate about recording, really passionate about songwriting and composing, uh, just a student of the craft, you know. Love it. Talk to us, Carrie. Talk yeah, man. Talk to us. So uh, growing up, it was bluegrass and country music for me. My, <laughs> my grandmother was best friends with Bill Monroe, uh, you know, Cotton Eye Joe. And uh, I, I grew up backstage at the, at the Grand Ole Opry hanging out with with Bill and Hank Jr. and people oh like that. Goodness, bro. That was what got the show business and the music passion into me. And then, you know, when I was, I don't know, seven or something like that, I discovered yeah. Kiss and Kiss led me down the rabbit hole of Black <laughs> Sabbaths and the Metallicas and all that. And I was like, man, to hell with country music. <laughs> this, is, this is what I want to do. So I've been in bands my, my whole life. Um, I also have, you know, some formal education into I went to Full Sail University for Ooh. show production and touring. Yes. And, uh, you know, like Steven said, uh, you know, ba back when when COVID hit my my band Sinister X, we were, you know, we, we obviously we had albums out, too, but we were primarily a live band. That's where we really loved okay. to be, was live and everything that we had going got canceled. And mm. you know, Steven and I were kind of like, you know, this is some terrible times we're going through and and we're watching all of our musician buddies go. We don't know what we're going to do. Right. I'm like, why don't we just make the most of it? You know, that's that's what I do. I try to do that in life. Regardless, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade in one way or another. Of course, so we we chose to be productive and put our heads together and start writing. And that's kind of how we ended up here. Man, that's awesome, man. And, and, I, and I knew it. I was like, there's got to be a bigger backstory to this, man. These guys are so talented, man, in the music. So it's love. Well, let me ask you a quick question. So do you guys do all of your recording and do you do the mixing and mastering or do you send it off to somebody else being that that's what you do, Steve? No, we do that all in-house. All in-house. It's all in-house. Yep. I uh, We get on um, Session Wire uh, and we collaborate remotely. Okay. So, um, so I'm able to pull his uh, guitar tracks um, off his computer, throw it into my logic session, and then I mix and master it right here in my bedroom in my house. Awesome, man, because it sounds yep. so good. I know Matt and myself, he's doing the mixing and mastering and stuff also, man, but 
I mean, we have, might have to talk to you, man. We might have, we have to have a little conversation with you. Matt's doing a wonderful job. Might have to have you listen to a few things, man. I appreciate you know. saying that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But I love the sound, man. It's great. Sounds amazing. So we, you guys definitely have a passion for this music. So what is it about music that satisfies you like nothing else? I mean, growing up, you know, like when, when you're uh, when you're a teenager and you're finding heavy music for the first time, I think all of us who love heavy music have that moment where you're just like, this is so indescribably awesome. Mm -hmm. And you just become obsessed with it. Like, I remember the first time I ever even saw an electric guitar in person and everyone everyone that I know plays guitar has that moment where they pick up the guitar, they hit that low E string and it's just like magic. And it's like, Whoa, like, what is, what is this? Oh, it's, it's, it's visceral, you know? Right. So that, that's kind of how I got into guitar. Um, I started uh, playing the saxophone mm. saxophone for about five years before I even thought about a guitar. Right. And, and um, you know, my, my parents were always very, uh, um, what's the word? They were sticklers for wanting me to do everything the right way. So gotcha. before I could even have an electric guitar, they made me do a year and a half of classical guitar. Uh. So, um, so I, I had all this, uh, training and stuff from, you know, like really good teachers and stuff. And then I got the electric guitar and then it was off to the races and I was playing, like, I was just trying to find the most technical stuff I could find. You know, I was like, you know, sitting in my bedroom, ninth grade, trying to play Yngwie Malmsteen licks and children of <laughs> licks and stuff like that. But, um, but it all comes back to that one moment. I just remember I was in middle school. My friend got his first electric guitar for Christmas and he was like, what's this all about? And he, we turned all the knobs up on the amp and we hit that first note and it's like, whoa, this is sick. So um, that's where it all started. And then, you know, um, just finding cool albums along the way. So the the biggest album that probably inspired me on my musical journey is uh, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. Mm. Um, just the... The way the arrangements are, the right. the way the songs flow like a story, I just thought that was so cool. Um, it was kind of like all the fun of listening to a musical without having to like uh, tell your friends that, oh, hey, I'm not, I, I don't know about this, but you know, <laughs> some, some people have certain ideas about musicals, but um, but I, I always enjoyed Meatloaf. It's super theatrical, and it's there's a lot of showmanship coming through the music, and um, uh, and yeah, I just. It's an indescribable passion. Is all I can say. Indeed, love. You did listen. You just spoke very well about it. <laughs> we showed it. You know, talk to me, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I would, I would echo a lot of what Stephen just said. I mean, for, for me, I started playing the violin and the fiddle. Oh uh, man! Quick, quickly discovered that that wasn't what I really wanted to do. But, but my mom at the same time was like, well, you've definitely got some musical talent here because you're, you're able to do this stuff. And I'm like, right. yeah, but I'm just not really feeling it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was about the same time as discovering heavy metal and all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I would just, I remember, you know, late at night MTV would debut like the new video. Right. And that had probably the biggest impact on my, my, my life musically was it was all different kinds of music and, right you know, right and so i would you know be be out hanging out with my friends maybe you know uh smoking a little grass something like that <laughs> and then about you know one o'clock in the morning here comes the new videos and every night man i would just stay up all night just to, to see those new videos and they just had such a big impact on me right. and it started to click for me i'm like man if i'm sitting here and this is impacting me this is what music does mm. like that's when i really started to to get like the impact that music can have that it's an escape or you know yes. it's a tool that helps people deal with things and you know that's kind of what we like to do in dark remedy we 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 write about a lot of different topics mm -hmm. and we're just trying to be somebody's soundtrack for whatever they're going through in that particular moment we might have something that could help you get through that you know Indeed. awesome man Ooh, i love both of those man it's great it's great because i always like to say that music is a time machine you mentioned like mtv and anytime those songs or those videos come on man it's like you're taken back you're like, I'm, you know, me, I'm so visual. I'm like, I'm back there again and I feel it. I'm just like, wow, I remember being here at this time. Just just an, just an amazing thing, man. So, so on your musical journey so far, have you had any obstacles or barriers you faced that have made you stronger and more focused on winning? 
man, every day is an obstacle nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it it, it it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's mm-hmm. it's easier now to get out to the masses. Right. But because it's easier to get out to the masses, there's so many people doing it too. Yes. And it's so hard to get attention if you're doing it like we are, you know, there's things that we could do that we are aware of that, you know, like viral kind of stuff that we've always sort of avoided as a band because we just want to be true to ourselves and do music that we're proud of the way we want, you know, instead of following trends and all that. But that, that alone, just the sheer amount of bands, it's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. I mean, for, for fans, it's amazing. It's an amazing time. You know, Mm -hmm. we've all heard some, you know, washed up rock stars saying that rock is dead. Mm -hmm. I strongly disagree with that. I think we're in a revolution of rock right now. It's it's good for the fans, but Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's harder for us. Um, you know, every, every, every release we do, um both musically and from how we market it how we get it out it's a learning experience for us and we we try different things and we take a look at what's working and we tweak it from there you know it's just it's always adapting indeed indeed steve oh i was just gonna chime in and say uh i don't think there's been this many good um rock bands out ever than there are right now and um and with streaming and stuff like that, you can really hone in and find that niche of what you really want to listen to. Like if if you like hard rock with like a symphony, like you can find that now, and right. you don't have to you don't have to wait for some guy at a record label to have some crazy idea about it for you to hear it. Like Indeed. it's just it's all on demand, and um, there's so many people, there's so many talented people that uh, you never would have been able to hear back then that you can you can find nowadays. True. Great points from both of you, man. There's no doubt. I just had a friend that was talking to me and we were talking about music and I was like, he was just like, yeah, you know, it's not like the old days. We don't. I said, I said, my brother, I I don't know what you've been listening to or or looking at. I said, you're just maybe holding on to all the old stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I said, but there's so many bands out there beyond what you could ever imagine. And just like, you know, social media and all these things has brought it to light to like, you know, just like Carrie was saying, there's so many bands out there, man. And so, yes, indeed, there's music out there. If you want it, whatever you like is out there for you. There's no doubt about it. For so, sure. It's it's almost yeah. overwhelming, you know, like if but if you're a music junkie, it's there's no better time than now. Right. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So what does winning in music look like to Dark Remedy? Man, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a loaded question there. You know, the uh the 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 ego wants to say winning for us is when we're a household name Mm -hmm. but but really what makes like my heart the fullest is when we put out a video or we put out a song and fans hit us up and say hey this really meant something to us because of this that's winning you know i mean that that at the end of the day is the is the best anybody can hope for as an mm-hmm. artist and anything more than that is just a blessing i think awesome 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 so steven i'm always gonna you know, want you to chime on in man you know handle your business young man talk to me <laughs> uh so from a as a songwriter it it really does feel good when um when random people on the internet just find your song and stumble upon it and you know, have something positive to say. It's, you know, you you uh you put all this effort into making this package for someone to to see, and when it finally reaches them and it's positive, it's it's like okay, we we did our job. So even if even though it's incremental baby steps, every every little step is a step forward right. as far as I'm concerned. So just the fact that someone took the time out of their day to listen to something that we have our name on, it it just it means the most because they could they could be listening to anybody, but they chose to listen to us for you know, th- even just three minutes, it's it's a good feeling to know that we're reaching someone. 100%, man. Well said, well said. So your music has a mainstream vibe to it with meaningful lyrics, yet it's still big, bold, and beautiful. What comes first, the music or the lyrics for you guys? It really just depends on the song. Mm-hmm. Um, our first single that we put out, um, Blood Money, that started with the phrase... Uh, I'll sell my soul and I'll buy it back later. We were having, <laughs> we, we were having a text conversation. We were oh, talking about 
we were talking about like I forget some some business thing that we were trying to figure out in the moment and uh-huh. Gary just spat that off and we were, <laughs> we were both just like wait a minute wait a minute hold on and then I pulled out my acoustic I got him on like a FaceTime call and I'm like check this out and I just started jamming awesome. and and that was the song and and we kind of came up with that really quickly but then there's other songs where maybe I'm sitting on like a riff idea for a while or Carrie brings something to the table that we've been kind of wood shopping, mm-hmm. you know, on our own. And then we bring it to each other and we kind of work it out. So it really just depends on the song and, uh, you know, what our, um, what our timetable is looking like and how much time we have to actually work on stuff. I gotcha. I gotcha. Cause I know like me, a lot of times I'll just have a melody in my head and I, you know, maybe I'll just grab my iPhone and I'll put it on my phone just what the melody is, but then, you know, but I I can write from that, you know, just something I have in my head or whatever. <laughs> man, I love music, man. Yes, the, <laughs> the voice memo app is is my best friend too. <laughs> yes, indeed. I listen, I probably have like on this phone a thousand on my other phone, maybe like fifteen, sixteen hundred things on. I mean, it's crazy. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, no, because ideas are always popping in my head. So I know you guys are are, are just like that, man. It's awesome, man. So in your specific genre of music, do you feel it has grown? and become better, stayed the same, or taken a step back? It's definitely grown. Uh, It may not, you know, rock as a whole may not be as mainstream as it was, you know, in the early 2000s, but uh, in in terms of, uh, you know, just advancement as a genre and just how people are doing this. I mean, in the early 2000s, using session wire to collaborate states away was not even a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the, what, one thing that I've noticed and I talk to Steven all the time about is I'm like, man, the level of talent, you know, I'm a, I'm a hair metal fan and, you know, all the great (laughs) guitar players that came out of the eighties hair metal, you know, just the most talented people ever. Right. That's still happening now Mm -hmm. on a smaller scale that, you know, a lot of bands are like us where they're self-producing and they've got to do everything themselves. So right. you can have singers that, you know, they're, they could be full on symphony co- composers, mm-hmm. what they're doing with the electronics and everything. And yes. I mean, just, I think the level of talent that's happening right now is something we've really never seen at this level. So, so what's, what's more exciting to you creating the music or performing the music? Ooh, um, man. For me, it's definitely creating the music. I love playing live, but to me, playing live is the vehicle to get the song out. I've always been a songwriter first, right. uh, but but I definitely do enjoy all the aspects of it. But what fills up my gas tank at the end of the day is writing a cool song because the, the music is what stays with you forever. Uh, a show is only an hour or so when you're on stage. Right. Um, but of course, you know, when you're on stage, you know, it's, it's transcendent of time in a way. Um, cause you're, you're having this experience with an entire crowd of people and it's like a synchronicity thing where we're, you're all locked in together. So there, there's magic in that too. But, um, with, uh, with everything being locked down and, uh, being stuck in my studio, um, I, I found a little happy place where I can just <laughs> write some cool music and hopefully everyone else thinks it's cool too, you know? Indeed. Awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, live is like a a religious experience almost. It's like when I look out of the crowd, I'm like, these are my people. I'm with my people. We all are here because we love the same thing. And it doesn't necessarily just mean us, just this experience we're having together. But like Steven said, the creative side of it, I mean, that's what really gets me excited is, is creating these things because you know, you never know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> you don't know what's coming out. <laughs> you don't, you don't. Indeed. So, so what, what has been your best show to date and why? So we actually haven't played live. We haven't yet. played live yet. Dark Remedy has not played live. Um, but I, I can say that, uh, there has been some big discussions over the past couple days, even about, when that's going to happen and okay. I, I can say 100 people are going to get to see dark remedy live in 2024 indeed that's awesome so so is your stage show going to be and i know you don't know but i'm gonna ask this question anyway is do you think your stage show is going to be more scripted or just free flowing um yeah 
I don't really ever script anything okay. when I, when I, when I've played like, I, you know, in, in previous bands, I would kind of look at the whole set and be like, this song goes here. And, okay. and, you know, this is a good moment between this song to maybe mm-hmm. touch on something here, but everything that happens in between is just totally off the cuff. Okay, uh, one thing I am a stickler for when we play live is, uh, one, the energy that we bring and the mm-hmm. quality that we bring to the people, as well as not just audio, but visual. It, we want it to be an experience that, you know, something to set us apart from everybody else that you'll remember. Well, okay, so that goes into this. So, you know, being, you know, as we were talking before, Mr. Sinister, you know, we we we, we <laughs> talked about your, your your wrestling prowess and who you are. You know, we're talking about the music, but that's also a part of who you are. But yeah. but, you know, speaking about the energy of that crowd. So when you're on that stage, right, and you played in your band before, okay, and you see that your incredible energy has moved the crowd, what does that do for you? What does the people do? So you kind of touched on it a little bit. What does that do for I, you guys? I feed off of it, man. If the if the whatever the crowd is throwing at me. Yeah. I'm just absorbing all of that and I'm throwing it right back out 10 times more at them. Right. You know, then that's, I don't think a lot of fans always realize that, you know, when bands are up on stage hyping you up, it's for a reason. Cause the more hype you get, the more oh, hype we get. We get. Yes, indeed. Nothing like that vibe, man, of going up there and being on that stage and having everybody into your music. That is the man. That feeling is so amazing. I mean, it really, it really is. really is. So, your videos are super dope and the visuals complement the music and lyrics so well. So how involved are you in the treatment of the videos? It, it varies uh, video to video and director to director. It's okay. different. Um, we kind of take a, a different approach depending on who we're working with on what and what the song is. Um, we, you know, I, I can say for like now or never, for example, mm-hmm. um, we just knew that that just needed to be, you know, a high energy performance video, okay. uh, not too much to that, you know, just just the band bringing it with possession. Uh, we we wanted it to tell a little bit of more of a story mm-hmm. uh, to go with it. And, you know, we we really briefly just have a discussion with the director of, you know, hey, this kind of what we're thinking. Okay. But. We'd love to know what you think because they're the pro. We, we look at it like this: they're the pros at that, right? Right, you know? right. So they might come up with some dope idea that we never even thought of, and we like to give them that that liberty to do that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, well, gentlemen, let's let's talk about this music. So first of all, Paul Crosby on drums. How did you hook up with him, and what is his importance to the band? Well, <laughs> well, uh. He was managing a band that I'm friends with, and I've played with them several times. And when Stephen and I, you know, when we first started Dark Remedy, it was it was just a COVID project. We didn't really know we were going to do anything with it. We were just creating. Right. And we, when we decided that, hey, we might have something here, we're going to need some help to get there. Mm-hmm. I knew that Paul was managing a band called Hostile Within, so I reached okay. out to them. They said he's doing a great job. I sent him a unreleased song and, you know, I didn't really expect to hear back from him, maybe mm-hmm. even ever, right. but like within five minutes of me emailing him, he was like, Hey guys, let's get on a phone call. Right. And we're like, shit. All right. We're ready right now. Oh. So we, we got on a, we got on a phone call with him and and we just clicked. And, you know, when I was talking about the MTV stuff, mm-hmm really cool moment for me is I was a big saliva fan. And I remember right. when, when your disease, their debut video hit on MTV, mm-hmm. you know, it was at a time where it was like corn and limp biscuit and right. they sounded so different than that. And I, I mean, I'll never forget that moment when that video hit. And then the fact that me being a fan of his right. Now he's managing us and he's drumming for us. It's it's a dream come true. It really is. <laughs> Indeed. That'd be an exciting thing, man, to have somebody of his stature, man, to come and play and love what you're doing. You know, uh, 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 we want the, the the world to love what we're doing, but when our peers love what we're doing also, man, that's a great feeling, man. It really is because they know music and, and they've heard it all. And so yeah. it's just a respect thing, man. That's, that's love. Okay, so Mr. Sinister. 
<laughs> now that that song is just it's all it's all music. It's just it's just instrumentation. I don't know why you guys didn't put any any lyrics with that because I'm telling you, man, it's awesome, man. It, it makes you feel a certain way, man. So tell me about that one. You talking about my entrance music? Yes, your entrance music. Yeah, we didn't do anything with it because it's 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 literally just sitting there on YouTube, right. or I've got it on a thumb drive, and uh -huh. then I've got it sitting on YouTube for when I get to a venue. Okay. And you know, the first thing the sound guys ask is, "All right, give me your entrance music," so it's there for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it it is it is quite the dope intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that that was. You know, I, I've used several intros over the year and uh, I'm like, I'm a dummy like dark remedy. Why don't we why don't we just come up with something? So I I told Steve and I'm like, dude, I, I need I need something like this. This is what I'm thinking. Help me yeah. out with it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, I, I love it. And Steven, listen, you being a writer like you are the lyricist, man. Have you ever thought in your mind or 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 have you come up with lyrics for it just in your mind, just as it's played? Um, yeah, I almost everything I write, I have some kind of like <laughs> melody in my head. So there, there are some kind of unofficial headcanon lyrics. That song. Um, and that eventually got translated into kind of the top line with the synths and stuff. Uh, yes. But, but you kind of almost can't help yourself to, uh, to think about what that would look like. But um, I don't even know. He's never, this is the first I'm hearing this. And I don't know if I even want to know what the lyrics are. Cause it's probably more just making fun of me. <laughs> no, but I, but I think it's awesome. And the reason why I asked that question, serious business. When I first started listening to it, as I'm going through your guys' music, in my mind, me being who I am, I'm like, I started. So I said to myself, why did, so that's why I'm saying, like, I know Steven probably has had some, some things running through his head. He had to, because it's amazing. It's amazing song. Man. It's amazing music. Man. It's an amazing intro. Man. There's no doubt. <laughs> so when that was getting written, it, it, started as a full-fledged like you know four minute thing and then carrie's yeah. like hey we got to cut it down to like a minute two minutes for the for the wrestling intro and i'm like okay so there's a lot of cool rips in there that uh that had to get cut so it would flow right but um that's cool that you were hearing something there too oh yes indeed man listen that's that's me all the time man you know but my, my wife was having a, a MRI and I was in the room and and hearing I don't know if you guys have ever had an MRI or, or know how the, all the sounds that it makes and she said, I guarantee you he's out there writing something or or, or singing something to this. And I was. There's no doubt about it. I can't help it, man. So I do that with uh, Steven. I do it. <laughs> okay. Re relatable hospital experience. So um, my wife just gave birth to our first child. Congratulations, and, man. And when they have the all the monitor stuff hooked up to them uh -huh. and they're checking the heart and, I, and you're hearing the beeping go. I'm like texting my college friends. I'm like, hey, guys, what polyrhythm is this? You know, <laughs> just being super nerdy about it. So I, I can relate to what to that. Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Haunted. Is this a personal story? There's a lot of uh, emotional pain in this song, man. Yeah. So uh, so this song evolves um, over a couple of years. Um, it was one of the first songs we wrote for the band. And then... Um, we released it with some new uh, trimmings and trappings for the video, updated mix, Paul's drums, et cetera. Right. Um, but with that one, uh, we we just had a lot of time to really refine the lyrics and find the right words to to say what we needed to say with that. So um, with all of our songs, we tried to keep it to a point where you can kind of insert your own meaning, mm -hmm. but still kind of, you know, guide you down sort of what the vibe is of the song. So, so yeah, there, there's a lot of pain in there, but at the end, there's a lot of hope too. So um, at the end it says, you know, I will not be haunted. So even though there's a lot of heavy subject matter, mm -hmm. the, uh, I think the ultimate goal is that eventually, you know, the, what's the old adage, this too shall pass. Right. It, so. it, it, it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Blood money. Love it. All true. Listen, sell my soul and I'll buy it back later. As we talked about earlier, I knew when, when Carrie said it or, or when you said it, I was just like, yo, I said, I remember that. I remember that line because I was just like, yes, indeed. I was like, let me write this down. <laughs> tell me about Blood Bunny. Man, I, I mean, I, I'll just I'll just tell the real deal how that <laughs> one came out. I don't think we've ever said this, but, uh, you know, it's whatever. So, you know, we started as more of a prog metal band. Okay. And, um, 
you know, we had started to write some stuff that were like, ha, ah, this might have some radio potential. Mm -hmm. And we had a discussion with Paul and he was like, man, y'all got some bangers here. If y'all had like one more big radio anthem kind of song, man, this would, this would really be cool. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so we got off the phone with Paul and I was like, I mean, that popped in my head. I'm like, sell my soul and I'll buy it back later. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. It was just very fitting yeah. for what yeah. we were going yeah. through. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. Now or never. So I can see the crowd singing this song and I love the energy of it. So now or never is kind of the spiritual successor to blood money in the okay. sense that, um, you know, if, if blood money is talking about all the horrible things you'll do to have success, uh, now or never, I guess is sort of like, well, for you personally, how much of your soul are you willing to give away to, mm. um, to see the things that you want achieved uh, happen? And so right. it, you can take it as literally as that, or you can take it as figuratively as just, just, um, sacrifice and just blanket statement. Like how much are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to do? uh to go to the next level and um there are certain things in this world that um you know there's an obstacle in front of you and sometimes you have the stomach to uh to jump over that fence and sometimes you don't and that just kind of tests who you are and that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that uh you're a bad person or you're weak for not going through that but everybody has a line of what they're willing to tolerate for themselves and to me that song is always like well you better find out what that line is before you put yourself in a situation where you can't come back from it. Right. You indeed, know, man. Yeah. Another great song guys. Indeed. All right. Possession. Dope video and song, man. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Talk about this one. So possession, I, I would say I'm the most proud of possession. I think, uh, Carrie feels the same way that one. Um, I mean, we're all seeing the advent of AI Yes. And chat GPT mm -hmm. and um, even to more complicated stuff that's coming down the pipe with Neuralink and stuff like that. It's going to completely revolutionize the way we interact with each other as people. Mm. Um, so the. All the concepts of this, this technology are opening up all of these ethical and moral questions about how we interact with it. Right. And um, and even if you take the technology out of the equation, um. It, it, again, it goes back to the theme of, of what I was talking about now or never. Like, what are you willing to give up to walk through this next phase of humanity? Right. So, like, for some people, that's privacy. Mm -hmm. For some people, that's, um, you know, just uh, even free will. Um, like, how how do you know that these algorithms aren't manipulating you one decision at a time and you don't even realize it? Um, so I, I'm sure Carrie can piggyback off of that, but um, that's just the the general idea is that every day, like our privacy and our control is just shrinking day by day. And we have no idea what the effects of these algorithms do to us because we can't see the code to any of it. It's all proprietary. So, mm. that, so that's my nerdy answer, but there's, there's a philosophical point there too. Ladies and gentlemen, Steven just got very, very deep on us. You guys got to listen to this because there's a lot in there. But I hear you, man, most definitely. When, you, when you're just watching all this stuff going on, man, it's amazing. It, it makes you question so many things. I like it. I love it. So, Kerry, you you, you, you want to piggyback on that, sir? Yeah, I mean, Stephen said it perfect. It doesn't really get more relevant than what we're talking about in there. The message means a lot. But, you know, me being a rhythm guy, mm -hmm. all about that groove, too. <laughs> yes. and, and And possession has just got this sexy groove to it that, you know, throughout this year, we've been kind of trying to figure ourselves out, too. You know, we're we're as far as everybody's concerned, we're a young band still developing our sound. Right. And for me, possession, we've been sitting on possession for a while now, waiting okay. to get it out And that for me was like, OK, this is unique to us. Like this is this is us starting to come into our own here and develop our own little little niche here and right. our own sound um so possession is just it's a very 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 special song to me what we did with the video and uh thomas crane from kill devil films absolutely slayed it yes i mean just 
start to finish from the art to the song to the video i have never been more proud that's awesome man because it, it does it captures your attention it's here it's there boom all the visuals popping in and out man definitely another dope one man indeed 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 so what what are you guys planning on do do you plan on doing an album you plan on you know continuing to release singles so we've been we've been around and around and around with that because we're we're sitting on a ton of right. content and 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 finished stuff mm-hmm. too that's good uh all all this year man we just been chasing that radio and you know we've got songs that like w- one of my favorite songs we've we've ever done and i think that the fans are going to love it. it nobody's ever heard it it hasn't been released because it wasn't really one that that we thought was going to do well on radio, even though it's a good song. Mm-hmm. And so we just been trying to build the name and we're like, all right, what do we do next? Do we drop an album? Do we drop an EP? Right. And I think we've kind of decided that probably neither one of them makes sense. Let's just keep doing singles. singles right. And we're going to do, you know, it's expensive doing singles. I mean, it, every, every song we do, we do, you know, video art, right. You know, right. PR teams, uh, you, you know, in in the the radio teams and in, in the Spotify people and all that. I mean, it it adds up. And we're we're an independent band, right? So we're fun. Stephen and I are the ones funding it, and you know, we're like, all right, well, if we're focusing on doing this, we're spending a lot of money on singles. We might get to the point where we never even release these songs, and these are good songs. So we kind of came up with a plan that the songs that we don't think are going to be right for radio, but are mm-hmm. still great songs. We're going to release them in between. Okay. So the amount of content that we've been pushing is about to get doubled. Um, you know, because the, the biggest, the biggest challenge for us is like, you know, when the world looks at us, they see four songs, right. <laughs> but we know that there's a lot more than that. It's just how do you out. So, you know, we're probably going to do something along the lines of we'll have a, a big song with, you know, full blown music video, a lot going on with it. And then right after that, there'll be one that might just be like a lyric video or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha so, gotcha. yeah, that's probably the route we're going. Yeah. And I, and I think that it's a it's a good thing because, you know, with with in my situation, we're doing the same thing. And, uh, you know, we, we thought about putting out an EP or an album at the end of the year, just kind of putting out singles to kind of see what works or whatever like that. But listening to you guys and knowing that you guys have uh, uh, my last conversation I had with uh, Keith Watson of Intemperate Sons talking about having that team and Corey Lowry, formerly of Stuck Mojo, see the now Corey and I talked about that also about having that team and you guys 100 percent. I know you have a team behind you doing things because you're handling things so well, even at being an independent. And I know that's really how important is that team to you? Uh, that they're everything. I mean, we, we, we have the a team from our, our distro to management, to our PR people, our radio people, our Spotify promotions people. I mean, we couldn't in our art guy, you know, we couldn't do what we do and present it well without them. Um, and, you know, it's a great feeling for us because we we really feel that our team believes in us. Right. They they want to push us, get us to the next level. And to have that support, to have people that believe in you, that are working with you and behind you. I mean, there's nothing better. Indeed, man. Awesome. 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 Well, we're getting close to the end of this. I don't want to end. I'm enjoying this conversation, guys. I'm telling you, I really am, man. Um, why is Dark Remedy a must watch and listen? Steven, I got to think about that one, man. Hit, hit him. I got to think of the right thing to say for that. Now, now listen, don't think <laughs> about the right thing to say. I want your feeling about it because, you know, some people kind of shy away from that. Not know. I want to know what is, you know what you do well. You know what you bring to the table. So I want you to talk that talk. I want you to talk that talk. I want to hear oh. it. So you can think about it, but Steven, talk to me, baby. <laughs> so what, what, I, what I think we do really well is um, the way that we incorporate the synthesizers and the extra production to what you know fundamentally is just a basic kick-ass rock song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just love good old rock and roll, uh, and then there's a lot of people who love all this new stuff where it's just you know you just have tons of weird, crazy sounds coming at you, and um, we try to just take the best of everything that's going on right now in, in modern music Mm -hmm. 
and just put it in a context that uh, just sounds new and fresh. And so Carrie and I are both into theatrics and storytelling. Okay. We really hope that um, all this extra production we're doing really helps uh, sell the story. Indeed. Awesome, man. I love it. Love it. Carrie has had a moment. Carrie, talk man, to I, him. I still haven't thought of nothing, but <laughs> the best I can say. He's trying to, he's, you know, he's trying to be humble. I don't want to say, like, well, why Why wouldn't you like Dark Rooney? You know what I mean? But, like, what it boils down to is we're just two dudes with a dream. You know, like, we're, we're still fans of music. And, I mean, when I say that Stephen and I eat, sleep, and breathe music, I really mean it. We we are just students of the game. We're not trying to be trendy. We're not trying to to jump on any hype trains, man. We're just making good music that that we like first and foremost. And you know, I mean, we're being real. You know, we're talking about real stuff. Yeah. We're staying true to ourselves. And uh, you know, I think there's something to be said for that nowadays. <laughs> Indeed. But see, listen, another great answer, man. You know, some some people get really kind of like, well, um, you know, I'm not it. I was just like, no, just just talk your talk. Just talk about who you are. Talk about the greatness. You're doing this music. You know that you feel that your music is great. There's nothing wrong with saying that. That's what it's about. You're out here that we we are out here to entertain. So, so let's entertain. So it's all love, and it's beautiful, man. So it's the funniest man. thing, right? Artists are always get choked up when they talk about their own stuff. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Dude, man, awesome though. So, my very last question that I like to ask everybody is, what was the last song you listened to? I think it was Possession for me. I think it was. It was honestly Possession. I was. I had to go over to Orlando this morning. And I was driving back. And uh, I, I, I rocked my own my own song. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Stephen, what's up, baby? Um, Thunder Kiss '65 by Rob Zombie. <laughs> um, we we found out that our our baby uh likes to fall asleep to white zombie music. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, even you saying that, man, the tones, the sonic sound, just. Man, you never know what's going to hit. And listen, our minds are beyond what we even understand, man. So that's beautiful, man. I always like to ask that question because you never know what people are listening to. And so, um, Carrie, you're like maybe the second person that has said that out of all the conversations I've had where they said like, yeah, I was listening to my own music. Because I know we listen to our music a lot, yeah. but then there's a lot of times that we are listening to something else. And it might be something way over here. So, and you know, you might say something that takes me to... Uh, you know, you might be listening to a band I've never heard of, and it takes me to it, and I'm going to go check them out. So, man, that's why I asked that question, man. But, but gentlemen, I just want to say that this has been another great conversation. I'm, I'm honored and thankful and grateful to have you here. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules to hang out with, with the Lord, Nelson, that is. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been fun, man. Thank you, man. Learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I pray my listeners and watchers do the same thing. So if you don't mind... Uh, you know, give your social media contacts and content and all those things. And, and if you have anything to say, man, the floor is yours, man. Well, hey, man, first off, we, we appreciate you. Everything you do for artists like ourselves, man. It, uh, you know, it, it really it really means a lot. And it helps us a lot that, that people are willing to give us a platform to, to get to know us. Uh, so we appreciate you. Uh, you can check out Dark Remedy at darkremedyband.com. We're on all the socials at Dark Remedy Band um stay tuned we got some surprises coming up here in a few weeks uh that i don't think anybody's gonna see coming so stay tuned to our social media and uh we'll be announcing some stuff pretty soon it's awesome man steven anything you want to say you know once yeah again? for for yeah. everyone that's been with us through this journey so far i mean the support is everything uh the fans really are the x factor in all of this there's been a lot of opportunities that have come our way with people recommending us to other YouTube channels to, um, you know, people like yourself that want to sit down and talk with us. Um, just all of it, makes, it makes a huge difference. And, um, the, uh, the, just the people out there listening, um, you guys really affect, uh, what happens in, in a band's career. So, um, keep listening if you're listening, uh, and keep supporting all the bands that you love. Awesome, man. So once again, anytime you guys want to come back, this is home for you. 
It, listen, all you have to do is just make that call, and, and I got you. You got something new coming out you want to talk about? Hey, my door, you don't have to knock a ring, man. Just come on in, man. Put your feet up, man. That's that's what I want to bring to everybody, man. That's just that vibe, man. It's not an interview to me. This is a conversation. So I'm very, very thankful once again for you guys, man. So uh, thanks again, man. So we're going to end it right there, man, not unless you got something else to say. We appreciate you, man. Like Stephen said, <laughs> thank you to all the fans. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord. Pause. Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment. And with my very special guest, with my very special guest, I like to say it three times, with my very special guest, Dark Remedy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, man. Yeah, Gary and Steven, my guys, man. I appreciate it. Hey, man. Great time, man. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, thank, thank you so thank much, you. man. Yeah. I feel a heartbeat through the sense of electricity. Will you set me free? I feel the Ha 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 